Oh, boy, here we go for the Monday show. It's going to be a weird week. Still got no moto. And I am going to be off tomorrow. Let me get you through it. I'm not uh, slacking here that I'm in the final stretch of the stretch show. I um, have a crazy day today at work. I'm literally going to do my... 6.30 to 6.30, and then I got to come home and go right back to work, so I'm not going to be done till about midnight. Does not leave me time to do a show for the Tuesday Spectacular, so we will run a best of, and then I thought about it. I'm like, all right, I got three interviews that I can run this week for Moto, and that's the 250 podium from Washougal, who we have not heard from yet, and that would be Danger Boy Deegan and uh, Hunter Lawrence and uh, Justin Cooper. And those guys, I have the interviews. I'm going to run them, but here's what I thought. I'm like, wait a minute. I've got three, and I'm going to run them Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week. And here's how it's going to work. Coming up next, I'm going to replay an interview done right before the season started. And it is Moto Man. It's one of the best interviews. I love this interview. It's probably my favorite interview. It is Moto Man, and he was out at the pre- uh, motocross season press conference that kicked off the day before or two days before uh the the round one at fox raceway and moto went out there and i was like just take some pictures get some drops which is them saying hey it's justin Barshow, you're listening to big 49 you hear that and we have those all over he did a great job of that but then he decides he's just gonna go interview people and he starts off and he gets justin Barsha and Barsha, I, by the way, is back on the bike, and it was so good seeing that, man. You're hearing a Moto Minute today. It ran over the weekend as well, but Barsha was out at the Gas Gas Festival in Italy over the weekend, and he was riding, and you know he was supposed to be taking it easy because his shoulder's not all the way healed. Remember, he broke his collarbone, had surgery. Then they realized six weeks later there was an infection, and it didn't heal right, and they had to completely start over. So... He's not supposed to be on a bike. I imagine he's just getting back on the bike and he's supposed to take it easy, but he's Bam Bam. Bam Bam runs wide open, feet off the pegs, bike getting loose. That's just how Bam Bam rides. So it was awesome to see that. I mean, I've missed that this outdoor season. I really like Barsha. In this interview with Moto Man and Barsha, where Barsha's a, a great sport. He's a good guy. He's got a great sense of humor. We really dig him. But Moto goes right in and starts telling him, yeah, we talk about your schlong all the time, how you're Dirk Diggler, you got a giant schlong, like, just goes in. And I'm like, oh, God. And I knew he had done it. I'm not joking. I heard an interview with someone on social media because I wasn't there at that press thing. Moto was out there by himself. And I hear Barsha going, yeah, there were some weird, awkward interviews today. And I was like, oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. And five minutes later... Moto Man sends me a drop and goes, check this out, dude. And it's like, hey, this is it's Justin Barsha. And he says, hey, this is Dirk Diggler, and you're listening to Big 49, which I I laugh, and at the same time, my butthole clinches shut because I think, oh, yeah, we're done. We're never getting another interview again. It's not easy getting interviews on the 49. We have a lot of politics at play in the moto industry and a lot of people don't like us, and people cock block us. And I'm like, oh, oh, we, we're done. We're done. But thank God Barsha was cool, and this interview is funny. So that is coming up here in moments. Outside of that, I got a, a UFO update. At this point, it's all update, 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 all from the hearings. 
There is a lot that came down even over the weekend. There's stuff that breaks almost hourly that we got to get into. So I'm excited about uh, giving you an update in that world. I have new dangers of AI sex bots. Moto Man's got 10 of those. He's going to have to worry. I got a uh, what to Florida that's just... Florida's hard, man. Florida don't play. And a lot of other crap that we'll get into. But coming up next, it is Moto Man interviewing Justin Barsha. Hopefully we have him back on the 49 at some point after this. We haven't had him since. I know that. Moto Man might have screwed everything up. It's funny. I have to admit, I heard it and I laughed and I thought he did a great job. So check out Barsha coming up here on a big 49. Big 49 Radio. It's me, Moto Man, out here with Justin Barsha. How are you doing, man? I am doing good. Good to be out here. Uh, the sun is coming out, which is nice. It's been very overcast here in Florida. Um, Florida. I feel like I'm in Florida still. That's cool because uh, we have the little floaty things yeah, floating around. Yeah, it is like Florida weather yeah, here lately. Yeah, it's like Florida weather. It's a little nah, humid, nice and sunny. It is a little. Clouds um, come in, clouds come out. Yeah, this is my first week in California, hanging out with the team, catching up. I haven't seen anyone since Nashville, Supercross. So, uh, yeah, just been keeping busy, recovering, taking care of my shoulder, my collarbone, uh, healing up, and uh, unfortunately won't be back this weekend but everyone will see me here shortly hopefully uh, i'm going to ask you a question though yeah. that nobody else in well, moto media is going to ask good, you good because i'm uh, i like uh, do you have questions. one of those special cards that says i have metal in my body when i go through a metal detector no and honestly my body never sets off the metal detector really for some reason like i i don't know why that is but i went i mean i have uh screws in my shoulder plate on my collarbone screws in my ankle and then um knock knock on wood i don't set off the alarm oh my gosh i, I don't know like i've heard so many people go like oh do you have that like you, what you just said like i've never been asked that but i've been like they're like oh i set it off all the time i'm like yeah i mean yeah i have a plate in my hand like no i'm all good TSA, so TSA loves are you me. are you adding another sponsor on your on your jersey of like home depot or ace hardware or something <laughs> well the metal yeah <laughs> uh honestly i've been really uh healthy and lucky for injuries but yeah like be, that being said i do have a bit of metal in my body yeah um which is yeah i'd love shoot home depot let's go <laughs> <laughs> that would be sick. I'll take Home Depot, Lowe's, Ace Hardware. You, you guys, I'm, I'm your guy. I would be the best spokesman for um, any type of metal. Steel, I, steel aluminum, titanium. We'll sell I'm it. always impressed. I've been, in, I've been involved in this sport my entire life. Uh, your teammates were one of my dearest, best friends in the world, Michael Moseman. Yes. And watching what you guys go through and just the sheer, you know, amazement of what you do. And yet, you, you live through it, you make it through it, and then they put you together with hardware. I'm so surprised you're not setting off metal detectors. We're not setting off metal detectors, and we come back stronger than we were when we, we, <laughs> we, we were uninjured. So, yeah, um, this sport's brutal. Um, it's part of it. We Well, did we know what we were signing up for when we started? No, not really. We were just kids. and. We just like to ride dirt bikes, but uh, you know now we know. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, if you're scared, it's not the sport for you. So for me, I uh, always just come back, want to be better, be stronger, uh, minimize mistakes, and um, yep, we're not setting off TSA, so that's good. So my next question for you is: You are very acutely aware <laughs> that your uh, apparel is probably some of the tightest apparel on the track. Yes, and. 
This would have been what last year, NBC. You got a podium. Oh, there. Yeah. You were number one. I mean, I know where you're going with uh-huh. this. Uh huh. And we nicknamed you a good nickname. Oh yeah. Yes. We call you Dirk Diggler. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, here's the story on the pants. I was a longtime Alpine star. Athlete. Oh yeah. Still am an Alpine star athlete with boots and protection wear, but um, I had cu- you know pants straight out of Italy, custom fit. I like tight riding gear. Oh, I like, I'm impressed. Well, dude. I like the way it fits. Um, switched to TLD, kind of showed them my pants, what I wanted, um, and like obviously it's not Italian brand. It's it's different. Yeah. Um, so the fit is different. I have tested numerous pants to try to get a little more crotch room, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's just that's just the way they are. That's the best one. And if I have to have a tight, tight crotch and show off some sausage, it is what it is. <laughs> so I mean, I, I mean, it was so funny because we were in the studio because yeah. we cover all the Supercross races and all the outdoor <laughs> motocross races, right? And the NBC camera guy clearly did not have the right shot, what and a, so we came in low, and it was like your perfect Led Zeppelin moment right yeah. there. You know, it's funny. And too. I said <laughs> on the air, I was like. Justin Barsh's mom has to be so proud right now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know, and it, it's funny, too, because some the different color pants, it shows uh, things different. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But uh, yeah, we have lots of inside jokes at TLD about uh, podium oh. podium peen and all kinds of stuff. But, yeah, we like to show it off. I was, I was like, Dirk Diggler is my favorite That's rider amazing. right now. That's awesome. I, I love it. You just got to, you know, I just got to go with it and have fun with it and I, I love it. <laughs> it was awesome. I, I give you, I give you props. Actually, could you read one more liner for me? Yeah. Hey, this is Dirk Diggler, and you're listening to the Big Forty Nine. Dirk Diggler. Dirk Diggler. Dirk Diggler. <laughs> hey, this is Dirk Diggler, and you're listening to the Big Forty Nine. <laughs> this is good. This is good. This that is was good. awesome. I love it. Well, Justin, it is awesome catching up with you. Absolutely. Same we, normally, here. when I run into you, you are completely in game face mode. Yeah. You are completely at the track. You're in focus mode, yeah. and I know not to really approach you, even though I've known no, Michael cool. for a long time, and I'll see Michael, and I'll go, yeah. hey, Michael, what's up? And he's like, hey, what's up, Chuck? Uh, what's happening? But I've always wanted to like have a sit-down one-on-one with you and cool. just kind of go over you know, this yeah. whole experience. I love and so it, thank you for coming by the Big 49. Thanks for hanging out, and just thanks for being awesome. No, you guys are crushing it. I love it. These are some great questions. Brings out my personality a little bit, and uh, yeah, we'll keep it up. Nice. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, boys. The man Entertainment Report. Over the weekend in Las Vegas, Cardi B was at an outdoor festival performing. She was dressed to the nines and she was getting her rap on when somebody up front threw some type of beverage on her or water on her or something and she lost her crap and was not happy and she chucked her microphone at them, apparently hit them and then her security jumped in and drugged them out of the stadium. But here's the best part. As she chucked her microphone, she kept rapping away, which means she was going full Milli Vanilli. They call it a backing vocal, where it's basically them rapping live to the track that is them rapping on tape. But when her mic was gone, she was still rapping away, and she didn't even have a damn microphone. A lot of people calling her out for that on social media, and it's kind of funny. We'll see where this goes.
Zach Bryan. If you don't know who that is, he's the guy that played the oldest son on the 90s television show Home Improvement. He's been arrested again over the weekend in Oregon for domestic violence for the second time. The first time it was with his girlfriend back in 2020. This time it's expected to be the same lady, only now she's his wife. They already have a kid and rumors are she's pregnant. Child stars are awesome. Why your typical actors are now starving and not being able to pay their bills after being unable to work due to the ongoing strike of the writers and actors in Hollywood. Story Out Now says that many A-list actors are absolutely loving it. They're using this time off to get a full overhaul. And by that, I mean plastic surgery to their face, boobs, body, everything, and lots of it. So the next time you see some of the big stars after the strike is over, they may look a little different. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49, it is a Stretch Show here on a Monday, and right now we're going to get into my favorite topic. UFOs, bitches. UFOs, UFOs, UFOs. Uh, there's no new UFO footage or anything great with UFOs, but I thought this was incredibly telling that the government and the Pentagon are up to their old ass tricks like get a new playbook bitches it's stale so the guy that was Gr Grusha's boss you know Grusha's the guy the main whistleblower that said he kind of got these hearings rolling He's, he came out as a whistleblower and said we've got a flock of alien spacecraft we've got reversed engineered spacecraft we've got dead Aliens, we've had murdered Americans, murdered by the federal government. I mean, he was a bombshell. And he said all this in an interview, but when you say it in sworn testimony to Congress, that's a different deal right there. Like, that's a very, very, very big deal. And that's exactly what he did. So what do they do? What, what, what do they do every time someone's come forward? Uh, Lou Alessandro came forward and they're like, oh, that guy never worked at the Pentagon. We don't know what he's talking about. Then he has all this document. Yeah, he, he did work there. He had all these people knew him. And people are like, yeah, he ran the ATIP program, which was the UFO program before the Aero program, which is what this guy uh, uh, Kirkpatrick runs. And he was the boss of Grouche. So check this out. He now, the government's like, all right, here's what we need you to do, Kirkpatrick. We need you to go out there and slam the crap out of this guy and discredit the crap out of him, but don't do it in an official capacity. Maybe go on your own personal account. So over the weekend, uh, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, he's the guy that runs that program out of the Pentagon, the Aero program or whatever the hell they call it, and he was Grusha's boss. He has also said time and time and time and time again, there is no proof of anything extraterrestrial or non-human out there. We've never seen it. There's no documentation. We have no idea what people are talking about. We do admit some of these uh, sightings are unaccounted for. We can't quite explain yet, but you know, most of them are weather balloons and uh, Chinese spy drones and blah 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 that that's been their go-to and anyone that says they saw a ufo they discredit and they mock and they get everyone to laugh at them and i'm sorry i bring up passionately bring up this topic to just about anyone that'll have a conversation with me i'll be like dude you see the ufo hearings what do you think of that and then there's a it's still 
about down the middle, where half the people are like, oh my god, you believe in that crap? Are you insane? I'm like, yeah, I believe in that crap. Did you hear this guy testify to Congress about? So, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick goes on his personal LinkedIn page, and he writes a very, very critical story uh, about the testimony of Grush. And he says uh, that Major David Grush testified Wednesday that the U.S. had concealed what he called a multi-decade program to collect and reverse engineer UAPs, or unidentified aerial phenomenon. Uh, a career intelligence officer. What does that mean? That means bad guy. That means bad, that means bad guy, Pentagon guy. Career intelligence officer Kirkpatrick was named a year ago to lead the Pentagon's all-domain anomaly resolution office, which is called Arrow, and it was intended to centralize investigations into UFOs. The Pentagon and U.S. intelligence agencies have been pushed by Congress in recent years to better investigate reports of devices flying at unusual speeds or trajectories or things that could be a national security concern, which is anything that flies over our military fleets that we can't shoot down or do anything about or know what the F it is or anything that flies over our nukes and shuts them off. We've all heard these stories. Shockingly, no one in Congress ever has until last week, but I digress. Kirkpatrick then goes on and he writes, I cannot let uh, last week's hearings pass by. Let me reload my music before it runs out. I'm ranting already. Here's his trash. He says, I can't let last week's hearings pass by without sharing how insulting it was to the officers of the Department of Defense and intelligence community who choose to join Arrow, many with not unreasonable anxieties about the career risk that it would entail. They are truth seekers, as am I. I'm a truth seeker, says Dr. Kirkpatrick. But you certainly would not get that impression from yesterday's hearings. So he goes on the attack. He says the Pentagon has no information that any individual has been harmed or killed as a result of providing information about UFOs. Uh, then another one chimes in, another person from the Pentagon, Sue Go, she chimes in as well. And she's like, any verifiable information to substantiate any of these claims, there are none, that any programs regarding the possession or reverse engineering of extra... So basically, they waited a couple days, and then the Pentagon went on the attack. And what are they doing? They are trying to shred Grush. They're trying to shred the guy. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to discredit, discredit, discredit. And they're trying to say, like, he's a nut job and we do nothing but try to get to the bottom of the truth. And they don't. Here's what happens. This, apparently, they go to a military base and they say, hey, we're from the uh, Pentagon's office of da-da-da. And they're like, oh, those guys that our superiors just called and said not to cooperate with you? Yeah, go F yourself. There's nothing here. Nothing to see here. Move on. And then they say, okay, because they're little duty officers of the Pentagon. And they're not there to get to the bottom of it. They're there to push the narrative of the government, which is that none of this exists, that if you believe in it, you're a freak, and that if you report it, you should be banned from flying or being in the military or looked at psychiatrically, and that's been the go-to. And they're back to their standard playbook with the bashing of Grush. And I find it sad and pathetic that they haven't come up with something new. Yeah, Kirkpatrick goes on, Arrow's yet to find any credible evidence to support any of these allegations of reverse engineering programs or any non-human technology. Blah, 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 blah. 
He also says that uh, the retaliation and the physical assault and hints of murder are extraordinarily serious, which is why law enforcement is a critical member of the Arrow team, specifically to address and take swift action should anyone come forward with such claims so that they can't be bullied. It's the government way to bully and intimidate and kill. Yet contrary to assertions made in the hearing, the central source of those allegations has refused to speak with Arrow. He's talking about Grush. He did not explicitly name Grush, but that's exactly who he's talking about. He says who allegedly says he faced retaliation and declined to answer when a congressman asked him if anyone had been murdered to hide information about UFOs. He didn't decline to answer. He said it's classified information. If I go behind in a private session, I can answer. He did not refuse to answer anything. He answered every single question they said, which shows he's twisting the words. And what is he doing there? He's painting a new narrative on Grush. Look at the guy. He wouldn't answer their questions. Uh, when they asked him the tough questions, he refused to answer. You know why? Because he's lying and he doesn't want to get charged for you know, lying to Congress, which will put you in prison. It's called perjury. It's the same as lying to a court. Yeah, so anyway, and then the, what's funny is the media, who's been in the bag of the government all along, then said, we reached out to Grush, and he never returned our emails or our phone calls. You guy's ducking and hiding for his life right now, because they're probably going to try to kill him if they haven't already tried to kill him already. So anyway, the government's up to their old tricks, and the more they do crap that we know is their standard playbook, the more I believe everything Grush said. Everything he said, the more they act like we know they act. Ridiculous, ridiculous. All right, coming up next, I'll find something to talk about. Besides being hot as balls and me. I, I think I lost a testicle this weekend in the heat. Stemming 49. Big 4-9, it is a stretch show here on a Monday morning. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for Justin Barsha talking to us months ago, talking to the Moto Man. By the way, no, no, let me rephrase that. Being accosted by the Moto Man. Moto Man coming up again on Friday for the Last Chance Radio. My understanding is Kyle might even grace us with his presence on Friday. Kyle's becoming quite the prima donna. I'll tell you that. He is like, I don't want to come to work. I'm Kyle. F you. It's like, you guys need to pay me in way more beer than you're paying me. And we're like, oh, Kyle, you drink a lot of beer. And he's like, oh, no, it just went up now. Now I want mango carts. We're like, Kyle, calm down, bro. Calm down. He's like, no, I want mango carts or I'm not coming back to work. I want two cases of mango carts and a case of Michelob Ultra in case I want to watch my girlish figure. And I'm like, dude, calm down, Kyle. Yeah, I heard he's coming back, though. Coming back on Friday. It'll be Moto Man and Kyle. Boy, am I effing hot as hell. Remember, I will not be here tomorrow. I got to work like a 17 or 18 hour day tomorrow. Crap happens. Got to do what you got to do. It's not so bad nowadays. It's all one job. It's funny. Working one job for that many hours isn't as bad as when you're splitting time and leaving one feeling like, ah, oh, I get to go home. And then you got to go straight to another one. That's a grind. I did that crap for three years. I did it for three years, but really bad for two years now i'm retiring because i'm so fried and effed up i gotta go i got a specialist doctor's appointment too i apparently according to my general practitioner have worn my body out and i have some serious issues that need to be addressed that i 
may end up having to go in for a surgery or four. Uh, not to uh, look hot, but I, I have a feeling they're going to do some surgical procedures on my feet. And remember, I got diabetes, so you got to really watch that. It's a bad thing. Yeah, my health went down the drain the last two years badly. So I'm going to reclaim that in my retirement and get back to work. That one job. I, I literally feel like doing one job, I'm just going to be retired. I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm retired now. Just did one job. I feel like it's like, uh, it's like a vacation having one job. <laughs> I can't freaking wait. God, I can't wait. But tomorrow, I'm doing my one job all damn day. Will not be here on the stretch show tomorrow. It'll be a best of, though. They got like 90 million hours of uh, stretch show crap there in the radio station. They'll drop in. So get ready for that. Uh, that's what we're going to do tomorrow. I still have a What the Florida coming up. And then how about this? How about next I'll break into a, a danger of an AI sex bot? AI sex bots. Uh, Moto Man better watch out. I can't have this happen. It's going to be crazy. Tell you why. You got to be very leery of your AI sex bot. They're not going to give you a disease that we know of yet. Maybe they electrocute your penis and kill you when they start trying to take us out. When the robot overlords start to rule us. But there's another thing, and this is humans doing bad things through your AI sex bot. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Get ready. The world's about to change. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Something very funny is happening in the Moto media. It's watching all of the asshats backpedal that called the demise of Eli Tomac way too early. As I sat this weekend looking for stories to talk about on the Moto Minutes, I found all kinds of situations of people backpedaling going, okay, well, Eli's back, and these are the same people that were saying, he's done, he's got nothing to prove, the injury is too much to overcome at his advanced age, we'll never see him race again, and now he's coming back. And no one, I will give them this, no one's making any bold prediction hot takes now that he'll come back and not be the same Eli Tomac. In fact, they're all like, well, he probably could come back and win a championship. He is Eli Tomac after all. Yeah, you underestimated the man once. Don't do it again. Remember, Psychic Stretch went to the tarot cards, and they said, it's too soon to tell. Right after it happened, I went to the cards. They said, it's too soon to tell. I thought, if it's too soon to tell, that means there's a chance Eli's coming back, and Eli's coming back. So, Psychic Stretch reigns supreme. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is a Stretch show right now. We got to talk about a little weird science. Remember in weird science when the little nerds... Remember when the little nerds made uh, the really hot... What was supposed to be a sex bot? It was Kelly LeBrock. Remember that? Well, it's real. They're now coming out with more and more and more sophisticated AI sex robots. And there's a new warning. There's been warnings all about. But what they're saying is that these sex bots with their AI intelligence are basically just really advanced computers and they can be hacked. They say best case scenario, you're looking at massive blackmail. They've all got cameras in their eyes like they can see you and recognize and see things their eyes or cameras they go if those cameras are hacked imagine moto man all bent over asking his sex bot to plow him with a with a dildo i, I mean they're gonna be like moto that's bad for the 49's business 
What are you doing? And then we get bribed, and we're like, we gotta pay them. Pay the ransom. Or they're like, we're gonna have Moto Man in a ballerina outfit getting getting pooped in the keister by his female sex bot with strap on. And we'll be like, well, that's just weird. We don't want that look out there. I guess we'll pay the ransom, and that's what's gonna happen. They say people are gonna start hacking the crap out of these sex bots, and that is the least of your concerns, the blackmail. They say not only are these things becoming fully, fully sophisticated, but they can do stuff like they can give you a handy. They can pick up things. They can grab things. They're a robot. They're a humanoid robot. And what's happening is they say if somebody hacks them, what's to stop them from having the robot pick up a knife or a club or something and hit you? Another thing they say is they're going to be able to F people to death. Now, this I see this is to me the most believable of everything on there. Because they're robots, so they don't have, uh, you know, they don't have any, like, they don't have to stop. They don't have to rest. Like, they're saying dudes are going to get the Viagra going, and they're literally going to get F to death. These robots are going to F old dudes to death until they just fall over dead from a heart attack. Fall over from physical exertion. Imagine trying to keep up with a young robot that just has got, a, got an insatiable sexual appetite. He's just trying to bang you and bang you and bang you. It's got to be crazy. People are going to get off of work on Friday night and not leave their house again until Monday and realize they haven't eaten and they've lost 37 pounds from having marathon sex for 48 hours. Yeah, get ready for that. Real deal. And what's crazy is I like this article. They got experts from all over the world to comment on this. They got a guy from the UK named Jake Moore, a global cybersecurity advisor. He says at the very least they can be used for blackmail. That's from him. Then they got a doctor from a university in Australia that says hackers can hack into a robot or robotic device and have full control of the connections, arms, legs, and use attached tools like in some cases knives or any other uh, weapon-wielding device and just whack you with it. Think about it. You're going to get done in by your damn sex bot. By the way, if these things become that sophisticated, the human race is going to die. That Here's how robots wipe out humans. They create sex bots. Because no one can stand their partner, their husband, their wife. So imagine having a sex bot that just basically shuts up, doesn't bother you, has sex when you want, leaves you alone. That's a perfect relationship. So now that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna have people having sex bots and not having to deal with hu real humans and people are gonna stop having kids. There's no need. Uh, why put up with some partner's crap or put up with some hormonal woman when you could just bang your sex doll? And vice versa, ladies, why put up with some a-hole dude when you can just get banged by your sex doll? And then go hang out with your girlfriends or drink wine and stuff. Do girl stuff and not have to listen to a dude or have a messy dude in your house. Maybe even have your little sex bot doll clean up your house and then bang you and then go back to being your handyman. That's it, Women really want a handyman that bangs them. And then they get tired of banging and they just want a handyman. So there you go. This is what's going to happen. It's going to be the end of the human race. We're all going to die out because no one's going to be uh, having human-on-human -human sex anymore. So beware. Moto Man, beware. You better make sure those five sex spots you have in the dungeon are um, hack-proof, Moto. 
We don't need the motor, the big 49 getting taken over. All right, up next, let's get down to Florida. Talk a little Florida next. Step eight, four, nine. Big four, nine. It's stretch show here on a Monday. Uh, I lied to you. I told you I was going to get down with a wet to Florida, and I am not. I decided let's go back and do another Moto Man interview. Here's Moto Man. After the same day, he had just interviewed Justin Barsha and talked about his schlong and all kinds of creepy, weird things. And then he's feeling himself. He's now interviewed Aaron Plessinger already. And now he gets down with Adam C. and Cirillo. Adam C., Pro Circuit Kawasaki. Guy was just getting back to racing this year. Well, let's talk to him with Moto Man right now. This is what happened that same day before this, right before the season started at the pre motocross season press conference here's moto man talking to adam c big 49 radio it's me moto man i am sitting here with adam c and cirillo the man who wants to take my job no <laughs> come on man no you guys do I a great job that, by the way i loved that i when i saw you and you were like i want to do your job <laughs> yeah i think for me you know when you grow up doing one sport trying to be good at one sport you don't really have much time to figure out what else you're passionate about so in this space you know i i figured out that i like being interviewed i like being in front of a camera i i seem to have a, a bit of a knack for kind of articulating my thoughts and i also have a lot of knowledge a lot of inside knowledge of the sport that you kind of can't really teach just from experience so i would like to continue to give back to this amazing sport in um in some type of media capacity commentator capacity um post career yeah well it's funny because last week we were on the air doing our supercross coverage and then our post-race coverage and one of the things after that you said that i said you know it's kind of funny the two riders that are in the 450 division right now who i think could take weege's job and could take the job of of running the show so to speak i even think ricky carmichael's job to some extent would be you and cooper webb because you both have a very, very good, well-rounded attitude. You're, you're, you know how to, to work with the media. You know how to, to do what we do. And yeah. So I am actually worried that you're going to take my job. No, I think, <laughs> I mean, even for me, running, even the podcast is, is good practice for me in, in kind of having a, you know, you have, I'm used to getting interviewed and, and I can do that all day long, but kind of running a show and having structure with it is a completely different story. As you guys know, it's, it's pretty difficult. And what, what Jason does and um, what like Daniel Blair does, the, the color, um, Todd Harris, people don't, Lee Diffie, people don't really realize how, how hard that is and how many things they're doing. And, you know, it's kind of your job to get the best out of your, the other guys as well. So um, I, to be, I don't think I have the skills at this very moment to do that job to the standard I'd like. I'm going to have to get better at it, but I think I have the potential. Oh, I, I definitely think you have it. I definitely think you have it. So does Stretch, by the way. He's already uh, threatened to fire me. No so, way. Yeah, he's threatened to fire me. He When's that put, happening? He wants to put Adam Cincerillo as the actual guy who runs Big 49 Radio. No way. Yeah. Well, so. I'm out, so you're good. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I'm just going to tell him that you wanted uh, way too much money, and that's cool. Okay. I'm good with it. So, what are you looking forward to for this season? Well, I'm very happy just to be here. I mean, it's been, uh, yeah, I mean, I've talked about it a lot. I've said the, the term the last couple of years quite a bit. It seems like the last month or so, but um, it has been a bit of a journey here with, with being off the bike. And, you know, at, at some points, you know, the thoughts go through your head, like you're not sure you're ever going to get back to this level again. And um, I kind of have some ongoing health issues with my hand as well, which has been 
just crazy difficult the you know the past four years basically since I got on a 450 um, so I've tried to I've always you know, I had a lot of expectations as, as, a, as a kid in the sport and um, that does a lot of crazy things to you even like as you go into adulthood it's um, so a lot of those things I've had to work on personally in order to get to a spot where I can be here and enjoy it and do the best that I can because it, at certain points it just it just wasn't fun anymore for me. I was so being so, so, you know, I was my toughest critic. And then you got everybody else on my ass as well. So I had to, I had to grow a lot personally. And I'm so thankful for, for the time and, and the place I am now because I am able to enjoy this beautiful sport that we have. And, um, you know, whether, you know, I'm not sure how much longer I'm racing. I'm definitely racing next year. But um, I know that each event I'll enjoy it. And that's the, that's the biggest thing for me is I, I've found a new level of joy that, that I'd lost for a while. Okay. I noticed that this last, the last few races in Supercross that you were in, I noticed a vast amount of improvement. It, it, was, it was almost like you were testing the water. You were going a little further, a little further, but you weren't overdoing it. Was that actually your game plan? Is that was that the focus of it? Not not to actually overdo it, but just to get to a point where you were really comfortable. Yeah, well, the last the last few years, I've you know I've have I've had some injuries, and it's because with this grip strength issue, it's hard to find the limit of you know we have to push the limit to be competitive, to be up front anyway. You have to try pretty hard, and to have that holding me back it's put me in a lot of difficult positions and this year I knew that my you know my goal is to race all the races and, and be here and, and make it all the way through so it's definitely in the beginning of the year I was more on the cautious side and then you kind of get you know I've kind of had to relearn how to ride the bike too and kind of gripping the bike in different areas and my riding style has changed and um, it's just kind of getting more comfortable with all that and yeah, at the end of the year, obviously, I know I'm aware of the situation where a lot of guys are hurt and you kind of have a chance to, to get up there. Um, and I think, you know, I was that kind of coincided with me feeling more comfortable. And, yeah, I was able to get up there, and it was, man, it was a great day. But you were definitely on our top five picks. So Yeah, I mean, even I think I rode a lot better. For me, I, I felt like I rode a lot better at Salt Lake than I rode at Denver even. You know, yeah, the, and, oh, yeah, that's And Justin, yeah, and I just put together a really – like complete main event and obviously my speed isn't there yet but um yeah i was like when justin hill passed me i'm like he's ripping like i i felt fine about my main event so yep. yeah i had some good rides there at the end well thanks for coming by the big 49 today and thanks for hanging out with us all right and there it is moto man and adam c now we're gonna get back to the regular stuff on the stretch show like a what the florida coming up next it's the big four nine Big, 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 the Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. It is official. Loretta Lynn's week has begun, and there is a lot of people out there. In fact, over the weekend, Ryan Villapoto and Damon Bradshaw were out on the track giving tips during a track walk for all the young riders, which is cool to see. This is a week where motocross is off. A lot of the veterans and superstars of the sport go to Loretta Lynn's, and they contribute, and they give back to the moto community, and they help inspire and coach and build these young guys coming up. And it's also a time we see the guys on the last little bit of their amateur career before they jump over. I know we got Daxton Binnick out there. I know Noah Viney's out there. There's a lot of guys that have had a little bit of professional racing that are wrapping up their amateur careers right now in Loretta lens and that's going to go on this entire week so shout out to everybody out there giving back to the moto world i am stretch another moto minute brought to you by lbz is coming up one hour from now 
Big 4-9. It is a stretch show right now. We're going to head down to Florida. Going to get a fistful of Florida. WTF. What the Florida? What is happening? Oh, man. This one's good. This one involves women. And by the way, this is the most Florida rednecky white trash girl name ever. Her name is Dixie. Apparently not a stripper. She's an 18-year-old girl from Florida. Oh, my God. Uh, they were in Callaway, Bay County, Florida. Apparently there was a big party. Miss Dixie, who's 18 years old, claims that uh, Macy Reagan, who's 23 years old, apparently stole some vape pens, or vice versa. It might have been Dixie stealing vape pens and Macy's the one that caught her. Either way, these chicks were at a party talking about stolen vape pens, and they started throwing down. Nothing wrong, by the way, with a good girl fight at a party. I, at that point, it's like, who brought the entertainment? Get the popcorn and a beer, and let's sit down and watch this. I've been to those. Those are fun. But however, both women are now there. Uh, deputies had already been called to the area over a fight between several men at the party. And the party was being thrown by unsupervised minors. So somebody's mom and dad went out of, out of town. And these minors had a party. Then all these adults showed up and it got out of hand. Because if you're an, uh, a minor, you're 17, you're still in high school. There's someone 23 years old shouldn't be at a party at your house. Shouldn't be hanging out with 23-year-olds that can get alcohol and all that other good stuff. So, police had already been there. Then these chicks get into it over the stolen vape pen. Sometime after midnight, Reagan attempted to leave and was confronted by Dixie, who accused her of stealing alcohol vape pen. She's like, oh, you 23-year-old bitch, you come to this teenage party, and you're just trying to steal our vape pens and steal our booze and get out of here. Like I said, a 23-year-old shouldn't be at a teenage party. Macy's 18. That's it's not that bad. Well, at that point, Macy Reagan, they say, pulled out a 9mm handgun. But you know what happened? Dixie Styles don't play. This is the most hardcore, hardcore chick I've ever seen. She's 18 years old. She's got a gun pointed at her. And she just it basically attacks her, disarms her, and whoops her ass. And now they are battling it out. They're on the ground. They're getting their full uh, ground and pound, rolling around, getting some jits on, some wrestling. People are sitting around. At this point, Macy Reagan, 23 years old, who had already pulled a, a gun on the girl, now, while she has her down, bites her effing ear off. Just bites her ear off. That's hardcore. That's hardcore right there. Not parkour, hardcore. You get your ear bitten off in a scrap and you are tough. It gets better. So now, deputies arrive. They find the bit off chunk of her ear. They say it cannot be reattached. It's cartilage, you're, you're effed. You're just gonna have a big bite mark out of your ear now. And they arrest them both for fighting. The other chick gets a charge for disfiguring the other girl by biting off a chunk of her ear. She also had a gun. But uh, Dixie and her mugshot, they have a bandage wrapped around the side of her head. And she's got a big old smile on her face. She's like proud of herself. She's like, F you, I'm going down in like street cred legend is what I'm going to go down as. As I just got my ear bitten off in a fight after a chick pulled a gun on me and I disarmed her and still beat her ass. And then she bit my ear off. No, Dixie Styles is a legend. 
in that part of Florida forever. Imagine that you're a little kid and you look up and you're like, Mommy, what happened to your ear? Some bitch tried to pull a gat on me and I beat her ass and she bit my ear off. Crazy meth head tweaking Florida bitch. That's what she's saying. And then you say to your little brother or sister, don't mess with mom. Ever. Ever. She will F you up. Yeah, shout out to you, Dixie. Dixie, not just the South. A a great name of a Southern girl with only half of one of her ears. Because she's a scrapper. And she sits there and smiles in the mugshot. They don't even take her to the hospital. They wrapped her head with a bandage and took her mugshot. Then they took her to the hospital. And by the way, the other chick, Reagan, Reagan's face was beat in. Scratches and all kinds of good stuff on her face. A black eye. She was bruised up like she went three rounds with Rocky Balboa. I tell you, this chick, Dixie Styles, a legend. Shout out to you. Real lady of genius right there. If it wasn't insulting, I'd give you a Bud Light. That's good stuff right there. All right, I got to find something else to talk about before I get out of here. I'll figure it out next. It's too hot to think. I can't think. My balls are falling off. It's like I got a fight with Dixie. Got my got my nut bit off. Step egg 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Really great video on Instagram yesterday of Justin Barsha back on a motorcycle and riding like Justin Barsha does. You know, feet off the pegs, freaking getting loose, wide open, coming through the turns. He didn't take anybody out like old school Justin Barsha, probably because he's just riding with a bunch of other gas gas dudes from all around the world, none of them supercross racers like himself. So it's good to see Justin is healthy, and I got a feeling he's going to be back about the same time Eli Tomac is in the Super Motocross playoffs coming up at the end of the outdoor season. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Oh, play that funky music. Why, boy? It's like they wrote it about me. All right, let's get down. What I'm going to do now, I'm not going to give you a story. I'm going to give you a cautionary tale of life, my friends. You're going to learn from me, Uncle Stretch Dog. I told you guys recently, my car got creamed while I was at the shop. By the way, the dude that owns the shop where I get my car fixed is a salt-of-the-earth kind of dude over at Eastlos, right by my office. His name is Jesus. Who couldn't trust a dude named Jesus? And he's just a good dude. And I dropped my car off. It wasn't passing smog. Jesus did some work on it, then drove it over uh, around the block, got it smog for me. Brought it back. It's worked on my car half a dozen times or more. Put brakes on it, changes tires, that kind of stuff. He's like a gas station shop. Well, imagine my surprise when I show up and my car has been creamed in the left rear door. And he's like, hey, uh, I was driving it over to get it smogged. 84-year-old lady just turned right into the side of it. And got out and started, like, crying to him. They're like, oh, my God, they're going to take my license. Please don't report it to insurance. Just get an estimate, and I'll give you the money, and we'll get it fixed. He's like, I told her I, I would get that done. Like, w- will you, like, help this lady out? Don't do it. I'm telling you right now, never, 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 never take that bait. My wife took that bait not that long ago. She got screwed, cost her a bunch of money. Uh, everyone I know that has done that has gotten screwed, and now including myself. 
because what the lady did was then ran home, filed a report, and claimed that my dude Jesus hit her in my car. So we all file our reports. He never took a picture. He didn't do anything. He was trying to help this little old lady. I honestly think she's going to sue me is what I think is going to happen. So she crashes into my car, and now I think she's going to sue me. My insurance is like, just take the loss. Uh, you fix your car. You know, we'll fix your car. She fixes her car. We're fine. And I'm like, no. No, she did this. And by the way, I'm at $2,500 deductible because I'm cheap and I want low insurance payments. And besides that, you know how many insurance claims I've made in my lifetime? Uh, zero. Against my own insurance. None. Zero. Never had an accident. Never got a ticket in the last 25, 30 years. Like, I just... I'm a great driver, and I know I'm a great driver. So I'm like, I'll be fine. I, I can get a high deductible because I'm never going to crash my car. Why well, didn't crash my car? Neither did Jesus, my mechanic. He got crashed into. And now this old bitch is saying it was my car's fault. You know what I got to do? I had to go to her house and shake her down. I'm not above physical intimidation on an 84-year-old woman. I'll shake her down. I'll snatch her up by the wig. And I'll be like, Grandma, you've been lying and creating drama in my life and taking money out of my pocket. Baby needs a new pair of shoes. I will smash your face in. You better come correct, or next time I come here, it's gonna be way worse for you. <laughs> I swear. I'll be the 84-year-old lion whore. Freaking tweaking ass grandma. Bitch. Lion ass whore. So that, that's where I am right now. Never, ever, ever, ever ever do a favor for a stranger when it comes to a car accident. Ever, ever, ever. Call the police, make a police report, and file it with your insurance immediately. Because it's BS if you don't. BS. And this old lady was doing the hustle. And, and then her insurance company, I talked to them on Friday, they're like, yeah, you got no proof. It's his word against her word. I'm like, yeah, for you. You got an 84-year-old lady. You know that's got a history of crashing her car. Look it up, bitch. It's right in front of you. Am I wrong? They're like, we can't give you her personal information. I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you. I said, I'll sue you. I'll lawyer up on you mofos, and I'll drag this on for years. They're like, little good arbitration. I go, I won't accept the arbitration. I will sue you. You and your lion-ass 84-year-old whore bag. I'll sue all of you. Get Brett Weir on the phone. That's what I need to do. Yeah. Suck a dick, Grandma. Hope you choke to death on your dentures, you old bitch. <laughs> I'm stretched. Time to get up out of here. Let's talk to Justin Barsha next and then go home. It's the Big 49. Oh, thank God I'm out of here. Big 49, packing it in for a Monday. There will not be a Tuesday stretch show this week, not because I am slacking because I am a short timer, but because I got to work my real job. I got important stuff to do. And I, man, I got, I got one job now. I'm so close to one job, I can smell it. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I know what I'm gonna do. I, I honestly don't know what I'm gonna do. I like, I'm looking at gyms by my office because I, I get sick of sitting in traffic every day. Oh, I have an update on that too, man. Uh, maybe I'll get to that tomorrow. Big four nine. Time to put a fork in the stretch show for a Monday. Remember, there will not be a Tuesday show uh, tomorrow because I got to work, 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 work at the real job, which soon will be my only job. And I'm, I'm getting, I'm 
ecstatic about having one job. I'm already looking for a gym to go to because I don't like sitting in traffic. So I can get done at work and then I go work out at the gym and then when traffic dies down an hour or so later, I'll come home. And when I come home, I'm gonna watch TV, get something to eat, hang out with my family. It's gonna be amazing, amazing, because I haven't done that in three effing years. Two years I had three jobs, but for three years I've had two jobs, and it was straight from work, home, record till late at night, bed, and then wash, rinse, repeat. So three years, man, I'm excited, excited as the stretch uh, radio life comes to a close. And I will go back to just being Mike Roberts. That's be myself. Be myself for the first time in 30 years. Even though what you hear on the radio, that's that's, that's real. Me and Mike, are, we're, we're the same person. But we say the same stuff. We think the same. There's no act here on the stretch show. I promise you that. Oh, man. Shout out to the Heels crew. I liked the first episode. My son was on that. Uh, he was all over that first episode, so that was cool to see. A lot of good wrestling scenes. Hopefully you guys checked it out. It's on Stars. You get Stars. You can get Stars now for $5 a month for like three months or something. And that's all I need it for because at that point, Heels will be over and I won't be watching anything. Even though I already did watch an entire, I binge watched an entire uh, Courtney Cox series. It was really good. It was really good. It was about like a haunted house or is she crazy or is it a ghost or a demon? It was really good, Courtney Cox in that. So that's on Stars too. All right, I'm going to uh, get up on out of here. Pack it up and pack it in. I will talk to you guys again on Wednesday. Danger Boy Deegan will be our first guest of the week. We'll talk to you then. Until then, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America.